One, two, Michael Myers is coming for you. Three, four, Tony's out the door. Five, six, he saw Johnny English. We're going to talk about all that and more next on Box Office Breakdown. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody, look at that. The lights are going crazy. It must mean it's box office breakdown time. That's right. It's starting right now here on Popcorn Talk. Of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was. And then we... Prague. Nas. Look at that about the box office that lie ahead. I'm Frank Moran. Woo! I'm Amy Cassiano Martinez. And the lovely and talented Carrie D. Lane, not with us this evening. Uh, I usually say on assignment, but let's just be real. She won yeah. tickets to Not Scary Farm, so she's going there <laughs> to uh, go experience some 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 tricks and some treats yes. over there during their little scare fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but making us look good and sound even better better is, excuse me, you know, <laughs> Anthony, please fix that. Hello? Don't worry, I'll edit that. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's uh, what Anthony I'm here for. Hello, hello. <laughs> just checking my levels real quick. I should have done this before the show. How's everybody doing? I'm Anthony Vassar. I've been out for the past two weeks, and mm. it's mm. good to be back. I really thought you were never coming back to the show again. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted you to think, so All you right. could miss me and appreciate oh. me when I got back, Frank. Mm. All right, we'll see if that kicks in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and hop in the chat. While you're there, also at YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Two, three, I saw those thumbs going, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, yes, the chat is up and running, so feel free to jump in, share your thoughts about uh, movies that we're talking about, this week's box office breakdown, uh, anything that we'd like to uh, chat on about. But Amy, if they're watching this after we've streamed live, what can they do? You know, comment down below. Like a pro. Like a pro. <laughs> uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, no surprise, coming back in at number one, Michael Myers, Reign Supreme. Dun, 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 dun. Halloween takes another $32 million. Just It's a 58% drop, but still... Halloween is just uh, slaying on top, am I right? (laughs) Uh, I feel like you practiced that. It's the title of the show. (laughs) Here you go. Yeah, that. Uh, No, I know Anthony that you know you decided to you know run away for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you know we were were like your your fallback position. You came running back to us. Yeah. Uh, So I never got to hear your thoughts. I know you've been kind of soliciting other people's opinions just to see what they thought about it. Now that you've had a little time to sit with Halloween. What is your kind of final analysis? Ooh, um, I kind of wish I could have seen it. Oh, there I am. I kind of wish I could have seen it a second time, to be honest with you. Because oh. I feel like I'm a little too rough. It might be a little too rough on this uh, sh- on this movie. But, like, putting it to perspective, it is what it is. It's like a, uh, it feels like a blockbuster, sh- like, B movie, you know? It's schlock in a sense. Like, you know, you know what you're getting when you go to McDonald's. But I didn't realize I was going to McDonald's when I saw this movie. If that if that makes sense. Where did you think you were going? I thought I was going to like a five star Blumhouse restaurant, <laughs> or, <laughs> or or at least Happy Death Day wise. But uh, yeah, I, I gotta say I was uh, I was pretty disappointed with the film. I talked about it on uh, horror movie news. Uh, catch that on Tuesdays at four p.m. Shameless plug there. Um, yeah, I mean, I was really loving this film up to a certain point. Mainly the part where there's he gets run over by a truck. And that's where it all went downhill for me very fast. And then I tried so hard to, from that point on, keep trying to suspend my disbelief. You know, uh, and um, it just didn't, it just, I couldn't get back into it because more things kept happening that just kept making me hit the floor of reality so hard. Um, 
So it's great up until a certain point for me. Like I'm loving it. Like the whole neighborhood scenes, the whole uh, mm-hmm. building the atmosphere around that whole scene and the tracking shot and all that was brilliant. And I think that's like the like the better part of the cinematography in the whole film. It was that probably that part. Um, but apart from that, once it once it gets to a certain point, I just I was cringing in my seat for some reason, and that was again mainly because I had such high standards for this film, I believe, and I think that was on my part that I shouldn't have done that to myself. But you know, coming out of it, it's it is what it is. Overall, I'm kind of disappointed, but I, it's not a bad film. I just wanted to like it more than I actually do. All right, I'm going to ask the two of you if uh, if with this success of this film, it seems like the people are anticipating the the re- resurgence of the slasher film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who would you want if you're kind of power ranking your slashers? And we'll just say for the top three that kind of always go first in people's minds: uh, Michael Myers, uh, Jason, and Freddy. Who would you want to see? Like, oh, I I have high expectations for this character, and I'd want it to be executed. It's got to be. Top shelf, like more, yes. like a reboot, yeah, like, like a, a reboot. Remake? But it's got to be great because, like Anthony, he's saying, like, oh, you know, my 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 hopes, my expectations were so high. Mm-hmm. So, out of those three, who do you have like the most high expectations that if you're re kind of either doing another film, rebooting it, whatnot, that you're going to set those expectations super high? Well, I know I don't know exactly who said it, but I heard that Robert England, aka Freddie, had another movie in him, and. That kind of scares me. I just, literally every single week, we get another announcement for a reboot, a remake. So that terrifies the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I don't know. I would say that if he has one more good movie in him, then okay. Then Freddy, for sure. But it has to be really good, and it has to have that heart, and it has to have the, like, intensity of, you know, violence and scariness, um... That they just have to bring it. Like, don't have crappy plots and don't have crappy scripts. That's it. All right. Amy solved it, guys. It's done. All right. That was was direct to you, Hollywood. Right out there. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what about you? Which one, uh, out of those three, which one do you like? If you're bringing this film back, is it Michael Myers? Is he the one that you had the highest expectation of? Well, uh Here's the thing about like the my expectations like it it mainly didn't come from like the film's previous history as in like I didn't like oh the, all of the movies have been great so I expect this one to be great no I didn't expect that at all um, it's more of like who's behind the film like Blumhouse was behind it John Carpenter supported it uh, David Gordon Green granted I didn't see any of his previous films before this or maybe I have I'm just not remembering some um, but I expected it to be better than what I actually. Uh, what I actually watched because of how just like the powerhouse that it had, you know, and um, and so that's where my expectancy came from, not from like the film's previous films, like the film's previous history, because that is, you know, also not that great, to be honest, like with like the previous mm-hmm. Michael Myers uh, Halloween films that are all, like what the first three, maybe four are like decent at best. Like the first one's a, a masterpiece. The second one is decent and like so on, you know, um, so I didn't go off that. I went off of like, the expense expectancy from like who's behind it and Blumhouse themselves, and I just didn't expect it to be what I got like from them. Like I, like this was not advertised as a like truth or dare. This was advertised as Halloween, like a huge IP that you should not drop the ball on. And I felt like they fumbled it at the very end of the film. 
I do want to say, uh, I don't think we talked about this last week because these stats weren't in, but Jamie Lee Curtis posted this picture and she just wrote about all the things that, all the the records, I guess, that Halloween broke. So, had the biggest horror movie opening with a female lead, the biggest movie opening with a female lead over 55, second biggest horror movie opening ever, second biggest October movie opening ever, biggest Halloween opening ever. So, even though, like, some people, like Tony, didn't really, you know, love it, um, I'm glad that it broke so many records, and for Jamie Lee Curtis to be over 55 and to have such a successful, you know, opening weekend, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that should be celebrated, and I also, I freaking loved it, so it just needs to be, you know. Yeah, I gotta say, kudos, kudos to them for all that, that's great. Yeah. It's just not that great of a film. No, I disagree, but yeah. It it does, and I know we talked a little bit about this too. That it does worry me that, and especially hearing comments like where it's kind of framed in that sort of context, mm-hmm. which uh, certainly all all respect due to Jamie Lee Curtis and mm-hmm. her success. But when I hear it framed like that, it makes me think: All right, when the sequel comes, which it will, I I don't really want to see Laurie Strode involved. I would like to just have her story mm-hmm. end and move on to another one. And I feel like. Those kind of things make you think like, well, she's a real essential part of the equation. Mm-hmm. We've got to put her in, which makes you think the story is going to start to suffer. Well, so Jody Petrella in the chat said, question, do you think Lori will have to die with Michael for the Michael Myers Halloween to really end? And I don't know. I think the way that they ended, and this is not a spoiler, but the way that they ended the film, it shows that it's like, hey, it could be like a newer generation. So I I think that it should be the end of Lori. I uh, really do. Okay, I, I, I okay. I have to. This oh, here's the thing. I have to disagree because, like, I don't think the film even attempted to set up that there's a new generation that's gonna be scarred by Michael after this. I mean, they attempted at it, but the way it was executed was really bad. So if that's what they're going for, I didn't. I didn't get that sense at all. Not from Allison Strode. Like, and that's the granddaughter mm-hmm. that supposedly, you know, was actually sheltered from the, this life of paranoia of from uh, Laurie Strode. And if they set her up to be the next Laurie Strode, it, they did a poor job of it because it was not communicated to me in, in any sense at that way. If anything, really? I thought she was going to be the next Michael, and I would have loved that. At, at least that's something brash and bold, <laughs> and it's also a new direction. And to have a female killer that's like just pure, full, full of evil as well, because of the fact that Michael came into her house and almost killed it. He killed her, fa- killed her friends or some of her friends, and attempted to murder her family. I felt that would have been a lot more interesting than what actually happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the the film did attempt when she like stumbles into the whole uh, mannequin spot, like when she stumbles into the mannequin, she freaks out. That's the only explanation that I can justify for that scene. Otherwise, that was so misplaced and was not needed in the film, in my personal opinion. So it's like maybe they're going for that, and then also how she grabs a knife and stabs Michael a couple times at the end as well. Like that, that's also like okay, like she's picking up the knife in a sense, like. Those are the only two instances that actually support like what you're saying that it'd be a new generation of her being the new Laurie Strode. But it's even then like that evidence is so poor. It's so not even like it's not clear and it's not it's shaky. It's very shaky ground that they try to set up. Um, and that's just my personal opinion on it. I mean, if you saw more than I did, like go right ahead and prove me wrong. But I'm I'm also not saying that I'm right as well. But just going off of what the film showed me. And what they were trying to do with the characters, it was very shoddy. And I guess I can see where they're going with it, but I feel like a lot of people would not see that as well. I think that if they had tried to, I think it would have been serving too many masters to try to mm-hmm. uh, 
try to conclude Laurie's story, or at least uh, bring that Laurie and Michael's story to some kind of a climax, yeah. mm-hmm. a resolution, and also set up a new generation. So I think that's I, I I I myself see like you. I didn't really see it like setting up for a new generation, but I do see it in the sense where they rewriting or kind of going back to the original and saying yeah. Michael Myers is just he's just a shape there's no familiar connection uh, familial connection between Laurie and he so now he can just be an entity that goes anywhere and wrecks havoc yeah. and so I feel like this movie can close a chapter with Laurie and her association with Michael and yeah. now Michael can just be a shape that can go menace other people and then the next film mm-hmm. you've kind of cleaned the slate for what Michael is he's just a clean slate he's a shape that it just likes to wreck chaos and havoc and just yeah. murder and it doesn't have to be Attached to Laurie, you could bring in a whole new set of characters and build it up that way and start a whole new thing again. Kind of like Scream in a way, that it's like it's not just one person, that it could be even multiple people maybe, and then it could just be anyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing about this is that, it, I mean, it's certainly you age up Michael Myers, but he's still wicked strong. He's still doing some stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I feel at some point it, start, it will start to, but I mean, that's, you know, three, four, five years away, I still think you could swing it, but this were to go like ten years. Yeah, it's like some seventy year old dude still just you know with a little cane. <laughs> oh get you. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's it's so freaking tricky at this point when there's been so many sequels to Halloween that I think they should just I really loved it and I think they should just end it. And if people didn't love it, then they should still just end it. But you know, I mean, they're, they're gonna keep going. Yeah, I mean, they are. It just made too much money for them to ever say no. Yeah. But as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis, I would like them just to end it with her and Michael. Yeah, bring it back home. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, but it does seem like every other character. Well, I mean, I guess Jason's always got Crystal Lake. I mean, Freddie, yeah. since he's you know with dreams, he can pretty much operate anywhere. But it always kind of. I mean, certainly they did Freddie and uh, or Jason in New York. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jason in space, things like yeah. that. So they took him out of Crystal Lake. But it always been it's been Michael that's pretty much just been about Haddonfield. So true. Do how often can you come back to that same town and wreck havoc? I feel like you can't do that, or can you? I don't know. If it's been so long and he hasn't, then it's like, oh look, everything's fine, and then it's not, and this is what happens. Forty <sighs> years later, right. he's back. Great, great, yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was of course Halloween breaking it in and uh, slaying again its way to the top. Thanks, Anthony. Yay. Uh, number two, though, Star is Born from Warner Brothers, another $14.1 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming number three, Venom, $10.8 uh, $10. million. Four, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, seven point five, And then number five, and also our uh, the subject of, subject of our box office bet, Gerard Butler's Hunter Killer. Dodge a bullet there, I did. <laughs> okay, Yoda. I did not. I took that one uh, straight on. Uh, yeah. It it made six point six and uh I bet ten in our you box did. office bet. I'm gonna be go seeing this movie. I can't yeah. I can't wait. What's up with you always seeing like those Gerard Butler movies? That's true. Yeah, did you see yeah. Hurricane Heist too? You know, I did not see Hurricane oh, Heist. Okay. Uh I don't think it's gonna hold a candle to Geostorm. Come on, Geostorm. Oh, was, Geostorm. That? was that Geostorm? was that the one you saw last? Yeah, the last Gerard Butler man. Oh. Uh, uh, Geostorm. Geostorm oh, boy. We got ourselves at Geostorm. So yes, I'll be seeing Hunter Killer. I've heard the it's uh, everybody seemed to just describe it as like uh, Gerard Butler just embracing that kind of like uh, that eighties nineties schlock. Uh, oh, so, okay. Uh, but it's supposed to be just maybe a, a a touch better than that. Yeah, just and by my touch, I mean just like a little a little tap, a little, <laughs> a little like, nice tap. Yes, great. Well, I wish you all the luck. Thanks. You know, I hope it's 
some kind of enjoyable. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, and a shout out to Stardrew. And on Twitter, he did give me a little uh, recognition for it's been a year since I saw Butu Omidia Halloween. You know what? One of I, think, experiences. I think you should celebrate by watching it again. Oh, that is, oh my gosh. Yeah. One time stole my soul. You know, we'll have it steal your soul again and then go through that experience. I got nothing left to give. Yeah, I think everyone in the chat would love for that to happen again. Let us know. And in the comments down below if you're watching this later. (laughs) I would almost do like a boo too, but I'd have to do like a watch along. And it would just be me going, oh. (laughs) Just be a lot of that. Just the groans. Like, what is happening? Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, yeah. These characters are annoying. But, you know, even though the box office bet, I lost it. Yeah. What's nice about it is there's always a new box office bet to look forward to. Another okay. chance to go from zero to hero. That's very rarely that happens to me. Very <laughs> for you. I have hope that you're at least not going to lose. That's all. Like I, you know, basically, I never really uh, go for the win. Now I just want to get in the middle, where it's that hey. absolute safe spot. Yeah, that's all I need. I don't need to win. Just I just want to be safe. Yeah, I mean, really, I also I'm the same way. I I just don't want to lose. Uh, um, and you didn't lose this time. You won. I, I didn't win, actually. No. Did you? Because you Katie. went. Katie. Katie. Carrie? That's not her name. Because she went five, Katie. and you went. Eight. You went eight. Mm, all right, so Wait, it's a... isn't that like. Okay, hold on. Math. You actually. You won? Because it went 6.6. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. So, by, so I. Yeah, so it was like 15 to 14. So, yeah. So you actually won. Oh, sweet. Look you at know, you. Okay. Then I do like winning for sure. Look at that. Um, yeah. That's and, great. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, certainly if we're going, you know, if you're over the mark, we're all then we're both immediately disqualified. No, I don't like that. No, no, no. no I like the rules that we currently have. Oh, all right, okay, okay. That's all right. It. fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, but as I was saying, that we have another opportunity for box office bet, and we've had a couple a couple weeks where it's yeah. just been one title. I know it's been kind of slim pickings. Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but and, and of course the chat room. Uh, feeling very left out because they're the yeah. ones we look to to uh, make the deciding uh, fa- vote on which film that we do the box office bet on. Mm-hmm. And finally, this week, we've got three titles vying for your vote in the chat room. And that is Bohemian Rhapsody, yes. a story about yes, uh, Freddie Mercury please. and Queen. Ah. I'm so excited for this. I have not heard many. I heard nothing good about I this don't movie. Care. What? Stop it. <laughs> I've heard good things. Really? Yes. Mm, and you've been talking to terrible people. Oh. I don't think so. That's uh, coming out from Fox and 3,800 screens. We've got uh, Nobody's Fool from Paramount, 2,400 screens. Uh, I'm okay. not going to say how I feel about these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got The Nutcracker and The Four Realms from Disney, 3,800 screens that as well. That movie. Yeah, I I don't know. We talked a little bit about this last week. I just yep. I'm not well uh, well versed in the Nutcracker lore to That's right. to see if I should even be excited about it. What I've seen so far, I'm like, eh. yeah, you're not a big ballet guy either. But this is a different experience because this is all you know technically 2D. And there's no dancing, I think. There? What? There is has there? to be some dancing. Oh, if there's dancing, oh, that's gonna be the pits. To watch <laughs> I'm sorry, that. really? But it no. Is- there has to be. It's there, the freaking Nutcracker. Yeah, but the way they've set this up, it, like, you don't see any dancing in the trailer, I don't believe. I gotta remember, if I'm looking back at the trailer, I mean, it's, I, it's certainly more serious than maybe. I have seen. And we're setting up the stakes, and it's this huge battle. There's, yeah. I mean, well, now I'm kind of mad. If there's no dancing, I'm mad. But if there's dancing for you, you'll be mad. I'll be so, mad. Yeah. guys, be, you have a tough job. There better be a nut that's being cracked. 
Wow. Like, there's yes. got to be at least one scene where that happens. Otherwise, right. I'm walking out. There you go. These three very important things to us. Yeah, I'm not supporting this film if that doesn't happen. If somebody just says, oh, this is a tough nut to crack, and then they look <laughs> at the screen and smile, That's I will it. be like... 10 out of 10 stars. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. Yeah, I would like that. Shot to number one film for me in 2018. So those are the three films. So start chiming away there in the chat. Place your bets. Uh, or your votes, I should say. Place your votes, and uh, mm-hmm. we will do our box office bet at the end of the episode. But uh, in the meantime, though, we've got some hot international news. Yay. Uh, you know, Halloween, it's not just tearing up the uh, the domestic uh, box office. It's also doing well overseas as well. It scared up $25.6 million for $45.6 overseas total and 172.3 global. 39 mar- markets were added abroad, and uh, it was number one in Germany, Spain, Brazil, and Italy. And the overall drop from last weekend was 47%, but it had good holds in key markets, including the top spot again in Mexico. Mm. And, uh, well, it's been, uh, Halloween's franchise has been typically more of a domestic property, and slasher films can have a tougher time in traditional offshore horror markets. We talked a little bit about this yeah. last week. Yeah, horror, uh, slasher films seem like more of an American kind of product, and it doesn't, do, doesn't translate as well. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, basically, Universal's EVP of uh, international produ- uh, distribution, Niels Swinkles, is uh, feeling very confident about how it's going to do overseas. So uh, it's uh, basically because we've got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's return to her iconic Laurie Strode role. And uh, it's, uh, it's uh, and we've got David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green's helming is uh, you know comparing it well to uh, Annabelle, The Conjuring, Happy Death Day, Don't Breathe, and Lights Out. Uh, so this week... Uh, it's gonna do. They're hoping it's gonna do even better than it's been doing already. Yeah, I think also. I I think I said this last week that some people do wait until you know Halloween to enjoy these horror movies. They don't always you know watch that many horror movies in theaters the whole month of October. True. Uh, we'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll catch up with Amy and her Halloween viewing in just a I, moment. Yeah. But. Uh, also, Stars Born last weekend it landed number two. Yeah, and uh, this weekend though, it uh, both Stars Born and Halloween, which have kind of been duking it out internationally, both took a backseat to Fox's Bohemian Rhapsody. It brocked up twelve point two million dollars, opening on twelve hundred and fifty screens in the home market there, the UK. That's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, it basically right now it is one hundred twenty seven percent above Stars Born, ninety five percent over The Greatest Showman, and forty six percent ahead of La La Land. So see. See? So all the people that you've been hearing negative things from, just, I don't know. The, I mean, this film has been, had a, had a troubled production. And okay. the what I've been reading about it is just like that, it shows in the final product. Crap. Well, yes. I'm so excited. Continue. There you go. Uh, but, of course, Star is Born. It's crossed a $100 million, mar- $100 million mark overseas, dropping just 23% from last session. And uh, Venom topped $300 million overseas and was set to pass the $500 million milestone worldwide this week. So uh, I didn't disappoint. It chomped up another $17.3 million in 65 overseas markets. Wow. To hit uh, $321 million offshore and $508.4 million globally. But don't worry, folks. The Predator landed in China with the number one opening. Oh. So there you go. It made it number one somewhere. And that was wow. China. Wow. I honestly forgot about that movie. It just came out, like, in September. Yeah. Yeah. Last uh, month. Yeah. September 14th, I think. There you go. Hunting season. <laughs> wow. That's great. I'm glad it's number one there. 
Yeah, I don't think even with it doing well in China, I don't know if that's going to really get us to a sequel. And, well, and I don't know if I want to see the sequel where we get to see him rocking that kind of Iron Man armor, on a, Iron Man Predator armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, but folks, uh, don't forget to uh, start uh, voting away in the chat mm-hmm. for, for your three films in contention. Again, that's going to be Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Nobody's Fool, and The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Yeah, there's, so far there's been a lot of Bohemian Rhapsody-ing. Oh, all right. Everybody's waxing rhapsodic on that. <laughs> That was good. That Thank was you. good. Good Thank job. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, now, before we talk about next week's top five and make our box office bets, we always like to do a little box office rewind. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Where we take somebody that's going to be in one of the upcoming films and do a little look back about their top five films that uh, top five grossing films for their opening weekend it won't be their top five overall. Right. We're just focusing on their top five from their opening weekend. Yeah, which doesn't necessarily mean they're the best films. True. But the ones that. Basically drew everyone to the theaters. That's very true. There you go. Uh, and so, Kira Knightley, I I said, hey, why don't we look at her? Because she's going to be in one of these upcoming films. Mm-hmm. Yes. We haven't, I mean, we haven't recently talked about women, it feels like, lately. Except for Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Oh. Did we talk? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. All, yeah. Right. All right. Let's keep moving forward. <laughs> uh, but Kira Knightley, no surprise that if you looked at her top box office draws, it's yeah. even opening weekends. It is going to be all the Pirates films. Yeah. So I, I scratched those because it's like, okay. great, we can we could list all three of those to Pirate films. But that's not going to be as much fun to look back and talk about. So we'll take those and set them aside. Okay. And we'll just focus on her non-Pirates of the Caribbean films. So these are like the top six through Yeah. 10, like four through 11. eight. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. There you go. So uh, coming in uh, for number five for our list of Kieran Knightley's top five non Pirates of the Caribbean films mm-hmm. for opening weekend only. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number uh, number five, uh, a film that Amy uh, she boy when it starts coming to this time of year, she starts going on a diatribe about how much she hates this movie. Oh, stop it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, she cannot it stand sucks. it. A little film called Love Actually. <gasps> Yay! Coming in two thousand three. Holy cow! Fifteen years. Fifteen years ago, almost. That's a freaking teenager. Yeah, uh, November seventh was uh, two thousand three, so it's coming up on its fifteenth year this year. That's interesting that it came out November seventh. Like you would think it's more, it's obviously more of a holiday, like a Christmassy kind of movie. So it's interesting that they they put it out there so soon. I think that that's sometimes really tricky, especially like with Nutcracker right now. We're not even in November, but I mean, it is going to come out in November. Yeah, but the but. thing of the Grinch is coming out November ninth. Like what? That's yeah. weird. But, uh, yeah, Love Actually is one of my go-tos for the holiday season, of Is course. that a must? You, uh, it's a must-watch? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how cheesy it is. I love it. It's so stinking good. It's, Favorite storyline? Oh. Uh, I really love... Crap, what's his name? Wait, the one that... Wait, Colin... Colin Firth? Firth, yeah. Yeah, I really love that one. Is that the writer one? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I like that one, too. Because the whole language barrier, and then he learns language, and then she learns language. It's just so beautiful. And then they try to communicate with each other, and then he proposes to her, and it's the whole, like, just in cases. That's what shows. <sighs> love transcends language. Isn't that beautiful? It's, it's cool. I mean, certainly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's whatever. 
There, when you do go back and you watch the film now, as yeah. much as it can get hit that that soft spot in your heart, there are some parts that have not aged well, mm-hmm. and you're like, ooh, all right. Yeah. Just in terms of uh, the way people, uh, you know, treat and behave uh, other other individuals, and you're like, oh, all right. Oh my gosh. Oh, the Emma Thompson parts. Those just. Oh, but the songs, I feel it in my fingers. Oh, so feel good. It on my toes. There you go. There you Thank go. you for taking that. You're welcome. There you go. Uh, I, I think probably mine is, you know, I, I feel like Hugh Grant in this film, oh. uh, he's just, I don't know, just kind of captures him and it is like that little charming, that kind of like that, when he excels in that type of role, you're just like, yeah, he's just so damn watchable. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that means I have to watch it again. You know what I didn't enjoy though, even though I was excited for Red Nose Day, a couple, was it last oh, year? Yeah. Where they kind of did the follow up on Love Actually, yeah, and I was just like, it, it just hit the hit the cliche of every story beat, and you're just like, oh, that just did not give you what you wanted out of that. Exactly, it wasn't enough, but I guess I appreciated just what we gave us, what they gave us. But I wanted more. And- Wait, there's another movie. No, it was like a little bit that uh, okay. they did, that uh, some of the cast got together and did with uh, Roger Curtis, mm-hmm. kind of like a follow up about what those characters would be doing present day. Yeah, and uh, it was not as nearly as charming that, that you, as you wanted it to be. I mean, or serious because it was like a bit. Yeah, and, it was like, oh look, all you fans, here you go, here's this. But we're like, hey, no, we need a little bit more than that. Like we love the movie because of its like contents, not just like the the frosting. Yeah, and they kind of, since it was Red Nose Day, I think they dialed up the more comedic part of it. Like, ah, we got everybody together, and what's the wacky thing they're doing now? And then you're like, no, 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 I didn't need to see that. I just wanted to have like a little mm-hmm. little more of emotional journey. Oh, you know what? Another part, the Liam Neeson and his son part. That storyline. Hmm. All right. But now, look at that. I mean, you know, he's he's with the girl that, uh, you know, he was in love with. That they, they managed to get back together. So beautiful. Oh, gosh. gosh, love actually, man. Oh. Are you treating the Red Nose Day, what you saw in there, as canon now? No, so when you watch that I, film, you're like, you feel better knowing, like, I know they got together later in life. Well, it's okay. okay, maybe a little bit. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe <laughs> a little bit. But I've planned this in my head since the first time I watched Love Actually. I was like, I know they're going to end up together, obviously. And everyone's just going to live happily ever after. And it's going to be beautiful. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to number four, Collateral Beauty from Warner Brothers back in 2016, $7.1 million it made. You know, I don't, did I even say you 6.86 for Love Actually? Well, really kind of oh. a low opening there. But, I mean, considering where it went to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Collateral Beauty, I did not see this Keira Knightley film. Mm-mm. This is the one that just came out a few years ago. Thank you, you said because it's 2016. <laughs> yeah. Hello, two oh, years look ago. Look at that. Thank Hi. you, Amy. Yeah, I think this was one that was kind of like under the radar. I think people like, oh yeah, there's there's a trailer, and then they just didn't go watch it. Only those diehard Keira Knightley fans probably yeah. checked it out. Uh, Coming number three, Everest from 2015 from Universal 2015. It uh, did 7.2 million dollars. That I did not see either. I. Don't think I saw this one. You know, I feel like if I want to watch the uh, scaling a large mountain mm-hmm. and danger uh, is afoot, I'll just go to Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. I'll just put that in. Yeah, the Sylvester Stallone. That's what an year old, was? That's oh, in the nineties. From the nineties, but it's it's just over top. Great Sylvester Stallone action over the movie. Top? No, no arm wrestling win on this one. <laughs> but you want to see him run really fast and jump over a, a nice chasm? Then mm. that's the movie for you. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you're saying don't watch Everest because no, I mean, yeah. who knows? No. Did anyone watch it? Yeah. No, go watch Cliffhanger. Go watch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, coming in number uh, two, uh, King Arthur, the uh, the 2004 edition from uh, from Disney, 15.1. This is with uh, Clive Owen as well as uh, Yoan Grufford. Yeah, uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four films. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I remember it was, yeah, yeah, it was just kind of a meth movie to me. Yeah. I remember watching that. I was a sucker for the Arthurian legend, but this oh, didn't really? really do much for me. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, oh, well, I'm just like a like an onion. You just peel me, and there's so many layers, <laughs> oh, but it'll still make you cry as you find out more. <laughs> well, hey, it's a risk, you know. And uh, coming in at number one for her non-pirate of the Caribbean films mm-hmm. or pirates. There's more than just one pirate in this film. Oh, these yeah. films. Uh, Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit with the uh, your boy Chris Pine from Paramount back in 2014, 15.4 million dollars. That was their attempt to do another reboot, where they're going to go back and bring in Chris Pine. As the young Jack Ryan, it kind of started all up again, and that film did not uh, do well. It got moved over to January for its release date, and it just didn't. Oh, always a sign of a bad movie, and oh, it just yeah. never really caught fire. That was it. Well, and now we have John Krasinski. Yeah, on that's, Amazon. You know, I feel like it's yeah, and I feel that it varies. I think some some mm-hmm. movies so, or some franchises can do well in terms of a uh, being on a. Uh, television show, whether it's a streaming or on a network or whatever, because you can get more in depth than some of the characters. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I know, know Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin did great jobs on their movies, but eh, sometimes it doesn't translate as well. Yeah. I don't know. If you had to pick, I know it's kind of like apples and oranges because they each have their own strengths, but John Krasinski or Chris Pine? Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. Like, oh, you know, I think. Ooh, that's a tough one because there are you know there's Chris Pine I thought you know he certainly picked up something that was a big challenge when taking over for William Shatner to play James T. Kirk oh yeah and even though some of the 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 films have not been well written and have not done the character uh, justice Mm -hmm. they've made him repeat story arcs again and again from like Star Trek and then Star Trek into darkness oof that was rough but I thought he did well in terms of just kind of being that character and not feeling like he was a pale imitation of William Shatner Uh, wow yeah Okay. And John Krasinski, I've always he's always had that nice likable look, but uh, especially if you watch him in The Office and stuff. His films, yeah, fine. But then Quiet Place, really, uh, I was like, all right, yeah, uh, I like what you're doing here. So mm-hmm. if there was an opportunity, as many people have always kind of uh, hoped and wished for, that he become Mr. Fantastic in a Fantastic Four film, I'd be absolutely down for that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, me too. So to come out, and, but then I like Chris Pine and Wonder Woman. I really enjoyed him oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's that little moment at the end where he's flying the airplane. Yeah. Uh, and he turns it. Yeah, you feel him like he's just psyching himself up. Mm-hmm. I just like that little moment where you can just see like that little, uh, that, that kind of panic, that kind of like fear of, of dying, but then just like, nope, I, this is what I got to do. I just, oh, there's like those little character moments that he does in that scene that I was like, nicely done. I don't know. It's sounding like you're a Chris Pine fan oh, right here. It. It's, I think if I, I would probably put him just slightly over John Krasinski. You? Okay. Well, definitely John Krasinski. No doubt. Okay. Well, there we go. There we go. I, I talked way too long about that then, clearly. <laughs> it was way no. too much in my mind. No, no. This yeah. is good. I'm glad that you, you know, thought it out. Thanks for helping me through this. You're Amy. welcome. I couldn't you have know. done it. It was a good release for you, Frank. Yep. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a nap. I feel so exhausted right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to like... How long have you been holding that in for? <laughs> I'm, really I'm so tired. <laughs> so now if anyone asks you that question, you know your answer. Yeah. I, I will not have to bore them uh, <laughs> with this long, long so, thing that I talked about. Like, oh, no, just I'm, get to it already. <laughs> no, Please. I'm glad that you... 
you shared all of that with us. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, uh, so we were talking there about, uh, you know, Jack Ryan. Uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski, yes. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, Quiet Place 2, he's on board for that. He's going to make it happen. How excited are you about that? Could I be more excited? I I, I, I really couldn't. I... This I'm already like trying to figure out my figure out my top ten movies of this year, and A Quiet Place is definitely on there. I think it even from the trailers, I was like, this is gonna be so good, and then just watching it, I've never in my life been more tense in a movie theater. Searching was a close second though, um, but yeah, I loved it. I'm also just kind of curious to see where they're gonna go because obviously, like, spoiler alert, he's not in it, so yeah. But I love Emily Blunt, and I think that she really kicked butt. And those scenes that she was given, like the ones that just make your heart just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was gold. All right. Yeah. You? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd almost rather – I felt like the Emily Blunt and all that was just a great ending. I don't know if I need to see that. I'd almost rather see somebody else dealing with it in their story. Well, we don't know exactly how it's going to go. Yeah. But I feel like her – and I mean, she's got a great last shot in that film. And mm-hmm. I feel like – I don't need to see anything more of her character to realize, like, I, I that was a great side, a great conclusion to it. Yeah. I'm, but we don't know where it's going. I'm right there with you, Frank. Um, we, we know enough about this world to, like, plop, plop us in another, like, you know, point in being, another state or anywhere else, really. Because, um, they're, like, they were on a farm. They only had to deal with three of those monsters. Like, what, what about, like, a heavily populated area with those monsters? How, how's that doing? Is there, like... How hard is it to try and survive in that state of being would be interesting because they're on a farm. Let's take it to a city or something. Yeah. See how that goes. But as far as their story, like that, that family itself, that's a great book. And like that whole shock and scene and everything was fantastic as as heck. (laughs) Yeah, but it could be in a city. We don't know. Well, I feel like there's a couple pitfalls that could happen because in a story like this where it is set so far after the actual uh, event occurred. That the natural inclination for somebody would be like, what if we just show you how that event occurred? And then we're just rewinding back the clock to when this first happened. No, no, no. No. So hopefully, I feel like, uh, fingers crossed that they can make a smarter move than that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Like the rise of them slowly taking over. Doof. Like, uh, Mm. I mean, they could go either way. Either way, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'm for it, I guess. All right. Uh, I guess. <laughs> now, as we're, uh, now, I mentioned that we kind of did, we avoided the Keira Knightley's top three films, which mm-hmm. are, of course, all the Pirate of the Caribbean films. Mm-hmm. But there was an article this week saying that they're they're considering, they were reaching out to some of the writers for Deadpool about rebooting oh. the franchise and uh, starting all over again. Would you be interested in seeing this franchise be rebooted with somebody else other than Johnny Depp playing Captain Jack? No. No. Anthony? I am so far removed from pirates that I, I honestly don't even have an opinion on it. Okay. Like, if I were to have one, I'd, I, I'd be like, sure, I guess. <laughs> sure, I guess. Like, why not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the pirates movies were fun for a, a time. I like the, the whole, like, mythology of Davy Jones and, like, the weird mm-hmm. creature effects and everything. And, like, how, how like, absurd and zany, zany, like, some of these, like, actual storylines are. So I like that whole aspect with, like with pirates <laughs> i think it's interesting but i mean overall uh you know if honest opinion i don't care if i have to have an opinion why not all right just like i'm sure we have so many freaking talented writers out there can we just come up with new stuff Apparently too? Not in Hollywood. well they're not looking the right places then 
Yeah, A24. <laughs> where, are you, where are you at? I mean, it's it's tough. Like, what do you do when you have a, a franchise that people will want to go see, but you're not satisfied with the quality of the films that you're releasing as a studio? Then take that as a hint. Either, like, make them amazing, like, even better than the first ones, or just have new ideas. Yeah, it's like it's easier said than done. I mean... You know, I can do just it. to say, like, yeah, just make it better. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it's, I, I would say let it die. Like, just, just leave it alone. Like, you, you run its course. The ship has, um, has hit the, uh, dang it, what is it? <laughs> Low tide, sure. Oh, there you go. It's run a, it's run ashore. Yeah. There thank you, you go. That's where I was trying to revive there that. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, you look at, I, and I need, I would need to look back at the gap between Amazing Spider Man 2 and then Spider Man Homecoming. I feel like uh, like that's a, like that's a good amount of time to because yeah. it was a pretty quick turnaround from that to where we got. But re- everybody's really happy about the direction that's better. Well, for the most part, there's always going to be naysayers about everything. But yeah. for the most part, that that reboot and that reimagining that Marvel did very well received. Yeah. So if they kind of give that same kind of time frame from the last Pirates film to what last summer I think it was, or even maybe the summer before, it's, but yeah, to a total reimagining. Say it happens in say two, maybe three years. Would you be cool with that? You know, I don't know. I just think it's very tricky, but let's just give talented writers jobs. So whatever that means, hmm. maybe new ideas or even better established sequels or reboots. All right. So we've got our uh, – before our box office bet happens, we got to just do a, a quick look at what we think next week's top mm-hmm. five is going to be. We've got Bohemian Rhapsody, Nobody's Fool, and The Nutcracker, and The Four Realms. Now, Bohemian Rhapsody and The Nutcracker, both on 3,800 screens. Nobody's Fool, 2,400 screens. Out of these two, I think, uh, out of Bohemian and Nutcracker, which one do you think will take the top? Bohemian. Period. Yes. Yeah, I think that'll be number one, followed by Halloween. Yeah. So, oh, wow, you're not really uh, thinking uh, Nutcracker is going to do well at all? Well, I think it might be third. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say Nutcracker third. Crap. No, because even, no, no, no. Okay, no. Bohemian, Nutcracker, Halloween, that's three. Right. Uh, followed by, uh, even if it drops. Okay, A Star is Born. Did I already say Halloween? <laughs> I yes, did, right? Did. Okay, Halloween, and then Nobody's Fool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I gotta admit, Nobody's Fool does absolutely nothing for me. When I saw that trailer, Same. I was like, mm. Same. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm gonna... It's tough. I've I've heard, only heard disappointing things about Bohemian Rhapsody. I have not heard any advanced buzz about the Nutcracker. So, tough to decide. But, if it's gonna do well or not. So, I mean, I could see... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go on a limb. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Nutcracker. There's no way. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going. Sorry. No, nope, you don't think it. All right, fine. All right, uh, fine. We'll go Bohemian. No, no, go. No, stick to your gun. What? Stick yes. To your gun. Thanks, Anthony. I'll go Bohemian. Uh, I'm sorry, Nutcracker. Oh, look, Bohemian. Halloween. Nutcracker. Halloween. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, bo- uh, Nutcracker. Bohemian. Halloween. A star. Star. Nobody's fool. All right. Yeah. I agree with. No, wait, wait. Switch, switch Nutcracker and Bohemian with me, and I agree with Frank. Okay. What's that? Yeah. So, me. No, you agree oh, with, agree with no. me. Right. Oh, my bad. I didn't. Yeah. All right. You said yours a while ago. Thanks. <laughs> well, folks, with that intense debate and discussion, What's it is now time to count? do our, our box office bet. Yes, Anthony? What's the score count, everybody? Hey, uh, all right. Yeah, let us know. 
which ones or which one movie should we be betting on? Yes. People wanted you to go watch uh, Nobody's Full, Frank. Oh, man, I do not. It's another Tyler Perry joint, and I am not yeah. on it at all interested. I, oh, I said too much. No. I said too much. I actually I like Tyler Perry's stuff. Oh. Um, but then go watch Boo 2. I think I actually started watching, I don't know if. I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, but I started watching it, and I was actually having a good time. Oh, man. All right. I well, know. this is our last show together, Amy. All right, <laughs> <That's> bye. <it. laughs> I can't. I just can't. Thank you, Ken yes! Jack. 1984, Sorry. Bohemian Rhapsody win, wins the bets with uh, uh, 4-2. Not sure what the other one was. <laughs> yes, that's all right. Thank you. I'm guessing it was the uh, Tyler Perry joint. Oh, <laughs> thank you, chat room, for getting it right. <laughs> I would have cried having to see nobody's fool. That would have been awful. All uh, right, so Bohemian Rhapsody, thirty eight hundred screens. What do you think it's going to do? I mean, it's based on you know the Queen story. Uh, although I've heard it's just like if you uh, like just kind of glossed over all the negative stuff and just really kind of made them look like heroes all the time. That's what you get out of this film. So wow, we'll guys. see. Um, yeah, I am confused. You guys are welcome to join in as well on the chat. Help us out. All right, I got, I got my Oh, my, my God, point. stop. No, I'm not okay. ready. Here we go. Oh. No. What? I got my number. No. Gosh darn it. Hold on. Uh. Yep. All right. I'm ready. Amy? <laughs> All right, Anthony. What do you got? I'm giving it a, a cool, solid 35. Mm. Okay. All right, Amy? I just don't want to lose. Didn't really think about it, but yeah. 30? No, <laughs> I went 36. Wow. Okay. I'm in the middle. Yeah. All I'm right. Like a bug in the rug. There you go. Oh. oh. No, I actually meant... 34. <laughs> Did you? Well, that's that actually a shame. doesn't change anything. No, that's all Whatever. right. Whatever. That's fine. I'm going to watch it. It's cool. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Uh, go see Bohemian Rhapsody, guys. I'm so excited sure. about this film. Uh, I can't stop saying enough great things about it. But as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you give it a thumbs up or two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How many you got? And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. We couldn't do the show without you. But if you want to stay in touch with any of us after the show's off the air, Anthony, where can they find you, sir? Uh, wasn't Patrick. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony. It's right there on your screen. Tony B. Tony underscore T-O-N-Y B T O N Y underscore for all you audio listeners out there. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, it's good to be back. I love this show. And, yeah, mm-hmm. let's keep it going. Let's go watch some movies. Thank you. Wait, is there something that we don't know about yet? Nothing. No okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Amy? Well, thank you guys so much for watching today. Uh, my name is Amy Cassandra Martinez. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's delay. You know that I did not nail it, apparently. Yes. That delay just hurt my I'm soul. So I was like, I didn't nail do it. Do it again. Guys. Do it again. Okay. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. T-Z. Nailed it. All right, Frank. Boo. All right. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Make sure you give a shout out for Amy's great Halloween costume. She looks magnificent. There is uh, the Invisible Woman. That's great. (laughs) All right, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for joining us here on Box Office Breakdown. Uh, Wish Carrie Lane well as she goes and uh, braves the frights and horrors and uh, thrills and chills over at Not Scary Farm. And we'll see you back here next Sunday night for another new episode of Box Office Breakdown. Right here in Popcorn Talk. Go see a movie. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 